You're listening to the Trailblazers Podcast, episode 78 with Squeaky Moore. You're listening to the Trailblazers Podcast, where we will explore the stories of successful Black professionals. Join us as we highlight the knowledge, resources, and tools of these accomplished trailblazers to help provide the know-how, confidence, and motivation you need to blaze your trail. And now, here's your host, Stephen Hart. Hello, Blazer Nation. Welcome to today's episode of the Trailblazers Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Hart. Listen, I'm so grateful that you've tuned in and getting set to share in today's conversation our feature trailblazer on today's episode is Squeaky Moore. She's regarded as the pitch guru for independent content creators and likes to describe herself as one woman, many faces, one creator, many talents. She's been in the entertainment industry for over 20 years and is someone who understands the business from every angle, you know, in addition to being that independent content creator. She's also a producer, a director, a writer, an actress, and a mompreneur who is able to freelance as a development and pitching consultant and strategist. She recently authored a book for content creators after her journey through pitching her film and television projects over 100 times. And a book which is titled 100 Pitches, Mistakes I've Made So You Don't Have To, is a film and television pitching guide that's geared towards independent content creators and talks about her pitching journey and the do's and don'ts of pitching television and film projects. And she talks a bit about the book in our interview, in our conversation today. And we also discuss some of the common mistakes that people make when they're pitching. And she shares one of the pitch strategies that she'd coach if she had nothing else to share. Even though the book is geared to people in film and television, I thought it was applicable for all our entrepreneurs and even our professionals, those in the corporate world. I think you'll take away quite a bit from today's conversation. Without question, she shared insights in today's interview that I think will still leave you very inspired and provide you some practical nuggets of wisdom that you can put into application and action right now. So go ahead, grab a pad and a pen or your favorite note-taking app. Mine is Evernote. Get set to jot down some goodness that you can begin to put into action today. On a side note, if you're someone that listens to the podcast frequently, I'd love to have a conversation with you. If you could just shoot me an email or hit me up on Twitter at TBPod. I'd love to connect. It's pretty crazy that we've now been downloaded in a hundred countries around the world, right? But as podcasters, we don't have tangible data that comes back to us on exactly who is downloading these episodes around the world. So I'd love if you've been consuming our content. This is now episode 78. If you're someone that listens to our our podcast pretty frequently, I'd love you to reach out and connect with me. That said, if you are looking for the show notes for today's episode, you can hop on over to our website at tvpod.com. There you have all the show notes Squeaky's full bio and all the links to her on the web and on social media. And let's get set, guys, to go ahead and receive some mission fuel from today's trailblazer, Squeaky Moore. Enjoy. (laughs) 
Squeaky, welcome to the show. And, you know, thank you so much for being our featured guest today. Thank you so much for having me. I've been wanting to, you know, get on your show for a while now. So I'm really excited about this. Yes, we actually, I believe we initially connected through Lucinda, Lucinda Cross, Mm -hmm. another one Mm -hmm. of our trailblazer, featured trailblazer here. And I believe you helped her, you helped coach her and prepare her for her pitch on the first season of Centric TV's Queen Boss. Yes. So we're going to talk a bit today about your role as a pitch coach in a minute, but before, you know, we get into that, I wanted to to maybe take you back for a bit and have you share a little bit about who is Squeaky Moore. And I'm interested in hearing how you got your name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't expect that question. So my name, this is not a fantabulous story or anything. So when I was a baby, I used to climb out of my crib and my crib would squeak. And that's how my (laughs) siblings knew I was awake. And so they would go squeakies up or whatever. And so really, that's how I got my name. And it just stuck. And I like it better than I like my real name, which I refuse to say what it is. (laughs) But it's so much better than my real name. And, you know, because I'm an actress. Yes. Well, I was an actress first. It just made sense. It was just a dope stage name. And it just so happened to be my name, you know, so... Um, So that's how I got squeaky. Love it. But I am a, you know, I started my career as an actress and my career has transitioned over time. But I started as an actress. I started directing for stage and mounting plays for stage in Chicago, which is where I'm from. And then it transitioned to producing for, you know, filmmaking as a producer. Mm. And then I knew that I... I just like being behind the scenes and I like being part of the creative part. And so I, I really wanted to go back into that role as director and writer. So Squeaky is a director, writer, producer. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. And I just added a new title, yes. which is author. I, I'm an author. Yay! <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so excited. I know. I'm excited. Thank you. So share, so let's step into that, right? Share with us a little bit about what you're doing in that area and what's driving you today. What moved you to, to become Write an author? Write the book? Yeah. Okay. So let's just say this. If you talk to my friends back home, they're going to say, girl, you've been an author since you were two years old. Like <laughs> I have written books, but this is the first one that I've actually published. Mm. And, but what drove me to write this book, my book is called 100 Pitches, Mistakes I've Made So You Don't Have To. And what drove me to write the book is that, so I was pitching content. It started back in 2013. I was pitching, I did, went into the filmmaking, started doing filmmaking and I wanted to pitch for TV. Mm. I wanted to create for TV. And so on our first pitch, it was just the craziest thing. The first pitch went far. They really liked the story. They liked the storytelling. And we got so far and it didn't for different reasons, which I can discuss later, but it didn't go all the way. Our show didn't get put on air. Hmm. And that took me down. And so that would start, what would start happening is I'd start creating another show. I'd get out and pitch it. I'll go so far. But if it didn't make air, I would just shut down. I would put that you know, a piece of work aside for four, five, six months, seven months in some cases, and I wouldn't get back to it. Hmm. And so at the top of 2016, I knew when I was doing my goal setting for the year, I said, you know, I I didn't want to be mediocre in my attempts. I knew I was seeking success and I couldn't be mediocre. And I knew that putting my work down 
for that long wasn't going to get me where I needed to be in my, in my career. Right. And so I set out to do a journey, go on this journey to pitch 100 times, mainly to rise above rejection, which is what I was feeling like. Mm -hmm. And, and it was on that journey that I became so frustrated because it was my first pitch into the journey that I would meet with an executive producer for an idea that I was going to pitch her. I wanted to attach her to the project. And she asked me if I had a format Bible, which I lied. And I was like, yeah, please. Yes, I got it. I'll send it to you. (laughs) And she was like, okay, great. And I got out of that meeting. I'm like, what the heck is, (laughs) what does she want? And so I ask everybody, Stephen, like I ask, I even went so far because they didn't, people didn't know you know, how to help me with some of the things that they were expecting me to give them um, for the show that I created. And so when I got to asking a lot of content creators and I even took it to producers and executive producers and people that, and then I went to development people in the networks and they still didn't quite know what they were asking for. And I was frustrated because, and it was on the heels of Oscar So White. Mm. And so I was like, this is why we're not, our shows are not being seen. This is why our stories are not being told mm-hmm. because we're not buttoned up. We're faking it until we make it. And and that's fine. That's what we have to do. But that's not, we can't rest in that. You know what I'm right. saying? We can't rely on that. And I was so frustrated. And I kept thinking about all of the women content creators or the minority content creators. And I'm like, if I don't know, and half the people I know don't know, then you know, want to change the narrative. Yeah. I just, oh my God, I was so frustrated. And I was like, I'm going to write something. I don't care if it's a, a manual or something. It can be 10 pages. I'm going to go on this journey and I'm going to document it and I'm going to write about it. And and, and so that's, yeah. <laughs> and that's where the book came from. And you did. Congrats on mm-hmm. that. Take, Thank you. You took action, which is took wonderful. Action. So mm-hmm. share with us maybe five mm-hmm. lessons that you discovered from this journey. Oh my God. Well, the first one, which was, one that was really valuable to me and it's it deals with the rejection which is the reason that I went on the journey in the first place mm. and it is simply no is not universal you mm. know just because one network or executive producer says no to me doesn't mean my story sucks doesn't mean that it's not good or you know I'll never be anywhere in life which is the way you know, I took rejection and what I later learned is a lot of people look at rejection that way. When they're rejected, all sort their mind plays all sorts of tricks on them. And so that would be one. I learned to break the rules, which is very key when you're trying mm-hmm. to break in. You know, you can't just abide by the rules. And over time I've learned that so many people are hung up on, oh, I don't get I don't have representation. I don't I can't get a picture. They don't even try because they've been told they can't get through the door. And I'm Mm -hmm. thinking, well, I don't have representation and I'm always getting through the door, you know? So you kind of got to break the rules. My faith, I learned a big lesson about where my faith was. Mm -hmm. And basically I I like to say that I was, I was the biggest spiritual person and I had the faith of an atheist. Like it was so bad. Like I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe him or I just didn't believe that God could make it work for me. Or I just lacked in faith on so many, in so many areas. And I realized I was like, I have a lot of work to do to get my faith right because I'll never make it if I don't believe that I should be seated at the table. Right. And so that was a huge one. And then I wanted people, and this is one, another huge lesson that I learned, is this, I just had to value myself and I had to 
value what I brought to the table, my knowledge. And that's basically what I'll talk to when I'm you know, inspiring other people. It's about, do you value the work that you're putting out? You know, it's all type of crap out here on TV mm-hmm. and in the movie theaters. Let's face it. And those people at, at some point said, it don't matter that people are, women are beating each other up and degrading each other or degrading men and doing all of this stuff. I'm going to put it out there. At some point, they valued themselves or their work enough to get it out there. And so... I had to learn to value myself Mm -hmm. so that when I go, I can stand confident in this is what I've created and it is amazing. Yes. And so those will be some of my takeaways. Yeah. Love that. Love that, Squeaky. So, you you know, I know your book highlights advice from several notable people in the industry. Yeah. What's one piece of advice that maybe stood out to you the most? So I do, I did an interview with Jay Alexander Martin, Mm. who is one of the co-founders of FUBU. And he said to me, you know, he talked about how he started FUBU and the money he put up for it. And he said, you know, Squeaky, you got to stop, you know, waiting. So many people like you go into and they're they're like, you know, invest in me, take, give me a million dollars to do this project and do this and do that. And you're waiting around for someone to invest in you. And he's like, you just got to get out there, invest in yourself, do the work and let them come to you. If you're doing the work, they'll come. And you know, that hit home for me. It's like, yes, there's a fine line. I do need to get it on networks and I do, you know, I want to get my stuff out there on networks and in films and it's a skill to pitching investors and all of that. And I I do need them. If you have million dollar project, you know, let's just face it. Major films are out there and they're not, they're getting other people to invest in them. But if I'm an unknown you have to start you know, somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have to start somewhere. And the way to get known is to just put out, do what I can with what I have. Yes. And that's basically what Jay Alexander Martin was saying. Use what I have to do what I have to do and get them to notice me that way. I'm a living example of that with this podcast. Yeah. You know, oh, I, yeah? I sat on this idea for this podcast for, you know, a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And another close podcast friend of mine, Donald Kelly, who was my first guest. Mm-hmm. Just oh, wow. rode my, you know, my, like, just stayed on me. I was like, mm-hmm. Stephen, just put it out there. Just put it out mm-hmm. there. Just take action, you know. And every day I have people reaching out to me saying, how do I start a podcast, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I've coached several people now through the process. But, you know, so many of them have this hang up that everything has to be perfect. Many of the oh, listeners you know, mm-hmm. who are listening to your story right now know mm-hmm. they've heard several episodes where the audio maybe wasn't right. Maybe where, you know, something didn't go quite right. And I put that out and, you know, the saying, you know, you ask for forgiveness before, mm-hmm. you know, asking for mm-hmm. permission, right? I mean, just put it out there, you know, and yeah. explain kind of where you are and just be transparent, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's funny how God just blesses what you're doing, you know, as you go. And I've seen kind of how things have steadily grown in, mm-hmm. in the work we're doing here. So, you know, I, I just connect to that advice. I have a huge testimony. I mean, I know so many stories and people that, that I've had to say to, to them, you know, you just have to just do it. It's just time for you to do it. Just Absolutely. do it. Just do it. What's the, and, you know, I, I, I hold people accountable. So I said, well, just give me a date. Let's just set some dates. Let's put some dates on the calendar. I'm holding right. to them. But, you know, speaking of just stepping out, my book tour 
would not have happened if I waited around for mm. the money, if I waited around for anything, even for the book to get ready. Let's just be clear. Like, I'm a believer. And Tony Robbins has, um, he says a thing called uh, can I or Connie, mm-hmm. depending on who, you know, how you pronounce it, but it's constant and never ending improvement. And I almost live by that. And so Mm. when I felt myself operating in fear, you know, it's like everything doesn't have to be done at once. Just take one step, just make one step and then take the next step. And before you know it, you'll get there. Mm -hmm. And so I was operating in such fear, like, oh my God, people are going to like the book. Oh my God, I don't have all of this money to do a tour and I don't have sponsors. And, you know, and I just, I remember it took me month after month to actually set a date because I was just operating in so much fear. And my business mentor, he was like, you know, let's get to the bottom of it. Why aren't you doing these things? And there was so many things wrapped around it. But I remember just setting, I just set the date. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it June 12th. That's my date. Mm-hmm. And I have this much time. And I didn't have a lot of time. I didn't have a lot. I didn't have the money technically to be on a tour. And I was just like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to take the first step. And and I remember going back to God. I'm, I'm very spiritual, as you can see. I always mention God. Oh, but I remember going back. I apologized to him because I was operating in fear. Mm-hmm. And here I was faced with the whole faith thing again. Mm-hmm. And I heard him tell me, like, you know, if just take a step, I'll do it. I'll don't worry about the rest. And I was like, but God, I ain't got nothing. What are you talking to? Dude, you'd be tripping. Like I ain't got nothing. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? And I just took the steps, Stephen, and I just set the date and, and I didn't even have anybody. I'm promising people like, I'm going to have these people on the panels. I'm going to have all of this. And I'm like, I don't have any of that, but I put that date out there. And he was like, put it in the calendar, put it on Facebook. And I'm like, ah, oh, I am like telling these people that I have all of this and I don't. And to see him, I mean, and I had an epic, you know, book release kickoff. Nice. And to see it all come together and even, you know, other states are coming together and sponsors are coming together. It's really because I just did it. I just took the step and it wasn't perfect. It was epic, but it wasn't perfect, you know, and there's still things that I need, but just taking the step was amazing. And it was like, it taught me and I had to go sit and and, and be quiet for a moment because I needed to reframe my thinking. I needed to imprint. I needed to have the imprint on my mind of what really took place. How did that happen from nothing? When people say, well, what was your budget? I say, oh, it's a zero budget. And they're like, huh? (laughs) What do you mean a zero budget? Oh, that's how much money I have to spend on this, this whole tour. I didn't prepare. I I did it in six weeks. It's, it's zero budget right now. So that's what happens when you just do it, when you just take the step and you just, you just do it. I can't help but think of, you know, as we're talking about faith, you know, Philippians Mm -hmm. 4, 6, you Mm -hmm. know, that says, Mm -hmm. don't be anxious. Some, some versions said, don't worry about anything, Mm -hmm. you know, pray about everything, right? Let your requests um, be known to God. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, so. That's awesome. You know, that's yeah. really fantastic to kind of see how things have, you know, your faith. Now it was tested, but yeah. you're being rewarded for being faithful and, and taking action. And that's, that's a wonderful thing. So let's kind of swing back to this pitching piece again, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, today you're pitching coach. And yes. uh, as I touched on earlier, I know you mentioned, are you only coaching content creators? 
No. So it started that way, but believe it or not, I get more people that are like small bit. I don't get more, but I get an equal amount of like entrepreneurs mm-hmm. or people with products and things. I'm helping a lot of those people who want to get on Shark Tank or they're going to go on, you know, to pitch their ideas to, you know, their products to, you know, QVC, things like that. I, I get a lot of those clients, coaching clients. And what I learned is for the most part, the pitching is the same. Now, what goes into the pitching, what would you need the materials and the things you need to list may be different, but the key to pitching, no matter who you are, is the same. Mm-hmm. And that's really how you're storytelling, how you're engaging so the person that's listening. Let's maybe dive mm-hmm. a little bit deep on that. What are some of the biggest mistakes people are making then when they're pitching, when they're making a pitch? Well, storytelling. <laughs> My biggest mistakes earlier on when I pitched, well, two big mistakes, but the, it all comes down to the storytelling. So storytelling mm-hmm. is a mistake? Well, they don't. Yes, it is a mistake. Mm. You know, most people when they're going pitching, they're either nerves or they don't they don't know because one of the biggest questions that I'm asked is like, where do I start? And most people don't even know where to start talking, what to start talking about. And so, you know, especially if it's like content or stories that they're telling, they go into just listing a bunch of facts where this show is about this or this product is about this. And, you know, this, this is what it is and this is what it is and this is what it is. And I, this is what I got and this is how I did it. And then I created it in the lab and I did it, you know, and it's, it's about a bunch of facts that they're listing, but what they forget to tell, and this is the next big mistake is that one, why this is important to them, their why, their value add. For instance, you know, I created a film about mental health. And so if I were going into a pitch about that, I first initially talk about how this all kicked off in the first place, how, why I did this in the first place and why it's important for me to do this film. Mm -hmm. And it's primarily because I struggled with depression and anxiety at a time in my life. And there was a lot of added value a lot of you know there was much that i could add to this film so most people you know they forget to tell the story or the so they the don't premise. know how to tell the story properly they, they don't, don't know, know where techniques. to start in right. it. Mm-hmm. Got it. or to tell it like i said they list facts they yeah. forget the story part mm-hmm. you know i was coaching a client and she just didn't think that it was important to talk about what made her create the product mm. in the first place like I, I created this product and it's this and it does this and it's the only this and it's the best of that. And it is all of those things are real, but most of the times people are not buying into your product. They're buying into you. They're buying into Absolutely. the story behind your product right? or the story behind the, you know, the thing. And so you want to tell that story because that's how you're going to engage them in the first place. It's what creates the connection. Absolutely. I would say those are some of the biggest mistakes you know, listing the, and then, you know, we're not buttoned up. We don't have the materials. Like in my case, I didn't know what to bring to a, I mean, I didn't what to bring to a pitch. I knew my story. I was great at storytelling. That's where I shone. That's where I was shining in that, that area, but I didn't have what I needed to carry the pitch out to give, to hand over. So I'm faking it until I make it. I don't even know that these things that I'm supposed to have all of these different things. And as I'm pitching, as I'm coaching clients that are like, pitching their products they have created a great product but they may not have the patent together or Mm. they may not have thought through how much is all of this going to cost if i were to do it on a bigger level a a bigger scale or so 
we're just going with the passion and now it's time to button up. You know what I'm saying? On, mm-hmm. on the business side of things is another big mistake that I, I see all the time with people. So you're on a book tour now, right? You talked yes. about this just a second ago. What's the mission for the tour? So overall, my book is for any content creator, filmmaker, writer, director, producer, whoever. But I have a passion for women and minorities. And so we in the entertainment, you know, directors, we're no further today as far as the numbers go or um, data shows that we're no further today than we were three, four, 10 years ago. Mm. We're not getting the jobs. We're not, we're just not getting the jobs. They're not offering us the work. And, and if it is, it's like three, four women, and then even fewer black women mm-hmm. that are getting the jobs, that are getting their shows on air, that are, you know, being able to um, get their work out there. And so my mission is for women and minorities to help them to button up to help them know how to pitch so that more diverse stories can be seen and heard Mm. or to help women with the business aspects so that they can get their products so that their businesses can go further their products can be seen you know and you know giving resources out to them so that's my mission really in a nutshell that's awesome i love that you know i talk quite a bit with female entrepreneurs with corporate leaders and it's interesting to hear of the challenges that, you know, female entrepreneurs, female corporate leaders, especially black women are dealing with. And it's interesting to kind of hear you speak about similar issues in your space, in your industry as well. You know, as I've been over the last year or two, I've really been, I've been pushed by my business mentor to really step out on some really large, large ideas that, you know, in a practical world, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to see this through. But again, it's, it's the thing, it's the can I, it's just like take one step at a time. And mm-hmm. I've even had to do a lot of development for myself to be able to get my mind right around the ideas, the mission, which is, you know, my biggest thing was, well, how can I do this on a bigger scale? I can, I can teach one person at a time. I can coach one client, but it, it's bigger than that. It's like, how can more stories be seen and heard? And I've taken that mission on. And so, which is for me to, you know, get my product start. I already have a production company, but to really focus it on minority and female driven content. Mm-hmm. And to, you know, have people get behind me and pour the money into it so that I can make it happen on a, on a bigger scale. You know, you might have a network that they'll vet five people and then it's one winner, one black producer or a woman of color or something. And that's the winner and they get to shadow, you know, somebody at ABC or something like that. And it's like, well, that's not going to work if you're just doing one a year. Like, that's not enough. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the, my bigger mission is like, how can we get 10 projects out a year? And how can we take that one, all of those people that you, you know, that didn't make it, but you chose five and pair them with the works and the content that I've managed to get from my production company. So more stories are being put out and, and told. And so that's the bigger mission. And also too, I feel like the exposure and awareness for even those who aren't able to make it, but be in the in the same space with those that did they Absolutely. can pull from that wisdom mm-hmm. and that knowledge and that experience and mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that usually fuels you know networking opportunities where you know having those relationships can only help. You know, absolutely. What do you think? As and maybe let's talk about like so. Where are you headed with the book tour? What cities are you reaching out to to sell? Okay, so I've had a change of direction. So. These are the first cities that I'm reaching out to. So I head to Atlanta um, in August, August the 1st, I believe. I'm heading to Atlanta. And then after that, I'm going to Chicago and then L.A., Houston, D.C., and Charlotte. But recently, I've had a change of heart, and I don't want to hit big cities anymore. I want to hit the places where, you know, I'm getting people that are saying, like, you know, I'm in Reno, Nevada. Like, Mm. You know, so it's like, well, how can I get these executives to North Dakota Mm. or some small rural town in Ohio or, you know, and so now that's kind of the direction I want to go in. And I've been talking to some of the executives like, you know, provided I get the the sponsorship to be able to fly you in, will you be open if if the time works for you? And so now that's kind of what I'm doing. What scares you about that? nothing, well, nothing really scares me about that. Again, it's about having the balls and having (laughs) (laughs) to say, I need all of this money to be able to do it. And, and to kind of know it's really just putting in the work and putting it in kind of fast because obviously time is of the essence, you know, but I really do want to be able to cater to those smaller outlets. I really want to get my teaching because, you know, my, that's, my book tour, again, like I said, I'm, I'm workshopping directly from the pages of the book. And then I hold a panel discussion with the executives wow. and the content creators. This is not uh, like a typical book tour. No, not at all. Like I'm doing all of this stuff. And so my workshop is a, it's a mini workshop and where I just talk about I've chosen, a, you know, one main topic from each chapter. Even though there's a lot in each chapter, I'm talking about one that I feel like if you never bought the book and you needed to get and you were going to pitch tomorrow, what would you need to take away tonight? Love it. And how can you apply it tonight? And so I speak for about an hour and then I do like a 30 minute panel discussion and Q&A. Well, about 45 minute panel discussion and Q&A. And then it's networking for the content creators to be able to rub elbows with the executives, which which as to my mission, which is to bring everybody in the room together, because in a, in a typical world, that would never happen. You need agents and managers and all of this. But I'm like, nope, let's break some rules. Let's get everybody together. And I want you to be able to start building your own relationships. Mm. So I love that. I love this idea. This is a, a really neat, neat concept, neat thought. What Thank do you, you think is going to be beyond that, right? beyond a book tour, what do you feel like is maybe going to be the best platform to help you promote the book? Oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah. Especially since I just like was fine tuning my marketing <laughs> plan. Um, well, the first thing I'm doing, I really haven't really launched the book, even though it's published. Like I just right. published May 30th, but I haven't went on a full launch. So the first thing is I'm still, I'm vetting a launch team. Got it. Where I'm going to give, I want, I'm looking for like 50 people that I can give this book to and offer a whole bunch of other things to so that I can get reviews and honest, I want honest five-star reviews 
and <laughs> that's how I'm working it. Please, please, please feel free to be honest and just give me the five stars. A, a, a and, honest, no. quick five stars. Honest. <laughs> oh, you didn't read the book? Okay, can we do a review? Yeah, no, but um, I am also right now. Today was actually my first day. I started getting the book. My goal is to get it in about 300 local bookstores, believe it or not. Wow. I know. I started today in Atlanta. And and I'm just going to go state by state asking to get it in local bookstores. So that's a part of the plan. Things like, you know, going from podcast and I have, I'm trying to get on it. That's why I'm here. I'm, you know, trying to get on as many podcasts as I can and radio stations, major radio stations. And now I'm going to also start to try to do some major media outlets. So mm-hmm. I'm working the, now that I'm done with the book, I'm working the plan, the marketing plan, but and there is a marketing plan and so many different line items there that I have to do. It's almost kind of overwhelming all mm-hmm. of the stuff that I have to do. But I think the biggest things are like the podcast, you know, the radio stations, the major media outlets, the launch team. I'm giving away two free chapters of my book to all of your guests. That's part of, that was part of the plan to give away two free chapters of the book. And yeah, those are some of the big, oh, I'm on this domination. Like right now I'm like, okay, I got to dominate. I've been listening to Grant Cordon too much. And so <laughs> I'm on this, he's been sending me off. So I'm on this he domination. emails a lot. <laughs> oh my God. Listen, so I'm on this domination in my domination moment where I knew in order to be seen and heard, I couldn't continue to do what I was doing on the level that I was doing it. Mm-hmm. And so my goal, my theme this year, you know, I set goals every at the top of each year and I always give it a theme. My theme, even before I even got Grant's book was I wanted to 10 X everything. Mm-hmm. And so I asked myself a few days ago, I'm like, can you really like, you squeaky you said you needed to 10x your numbers well i was at 2000 linkedin friends almost 2000 linkedin friends last year well that means 20000 linkedin friends what are you going to do you can't just be putting out one post a day if you think and and you think you're going to get 20000 i mean another 18000 people mm-hmm. like so i'm on this whole domination like i have to dominate i have to step out i have to be so big and i have to give so much advice and i have to I just have to dominate social media. I have to dominate, you know, as a speaker, I'm starting to moderate panels and do speaking gigs and do more workshops. There's no way I can sit by and just do the minimum anymore in order to get this book seen in her because I do want it to be a bestseller. And so, and that's kind of like, it's going to be, I'm going to be bleeding to make that happen if I need to. So how do you balance that with life as a mom? I hide in the car and I do a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I'm outside hiding in the car so you don't, you know. Hear the kids. You know, I do. I have an amazing husband and I do have a grandnanny in there helping me. So um, we do have someone that comes over. Monday night through Friday morning to help out and and she stays with us and then my husband is amazing 
And I'm like, babe, you can't go work out. You can't do anything. I have a podcast. <laughs> I can't even be in the house because that's no guarantee. Like, I can't be anywhere in the house, even with the doors locked. I just can't even. It's not going to work. It. So that's right. <laughs> I got to either go in the garage or I got to come to the car. But um, it's tough. You know, honestly, I think Shonda Rhimes said it best. And that is, if I'm doing something right, it's a whole bunch of stuff that I'm doing wrong. Mm. And so today I was on, I, today I dominated on the work side, but my daughter probably was walking around in a diaper. She didn't go for a walk or play in the park today. And yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> what life is like. Like, it's like I'm going hard on one thing and something else is probably not getting, you know, the best, the most attention. So, right. That's life. That's real as an entrepreneur mm -hmm. for sure. So, you know, we're getting set to kind of come closer to the, the end of our call, unfortunately, okay. but Aww. you've got a hundred pitches. What's yeah. the one pitch strategy you would coach if you had nothing else to share? That I would give? I would say, if you want it, the biggest question that I get, the most common question that I get is, where should I start in my pitch? And I would say start with the premise. In fact, I just put this out there today. I, I told the biggest secret to pitching, I think. And that is start with the premise, which is the thing that initiated the whole thing. If it's a story, what was the, you know, you think of E.T. It's like, well, how did that story begin? Well, yes. this alien landed on planet Earth and then everything unfolded from there. Or if you've created a, if you've created a product and it's a, some eyelashes and you, you created the finest set of mink eyelashes. Well, how did that begin? Well, I have alopecia and my, all of my eyelashes fell out hmm. and I was so crushed and I was so damaged and it made me, I wanted to feel beautiful. And I just started putting little things to, together. I don't know. I'm just coming up with something oh, off the top yeah. of my head. But the point is, is start with the premise. Mm -hmm. And then once you start there, even if you're making it up like I just did, the story, especially if it's already, true. Yeah, I'm already bought in. Yeah. Yeah, you're already, but not only that, you're already passionate about it yeah. because typically the thing that kept us up at night, the thing that kept us creating the story or building out the product or getting a patent or anything was the very thing. It was the premise. Mm -hmm. It was the reason you started it, the reason everything was kicked into motion in the first place. And that's where you have that passion. That's why you're going to engage anybody listening to you. So I think the key is the best strategy for me, I believe, is to start. And let me just be very clear. Pitching is subjective. You know, they're all different. When I'm coaching, sometimes things come to me in the moment. It's like this anointing hits. And I'm like, ah, use that. For instance, with Lucinda, you know, we had been working for a few days on her, her pitch for Queen Boss. And, and I have I no she idea how Lucinda did not win. <laughs> I'm just, know, I'm still like hot about that because she had it, you know, she definitely. She was had so it. amazing. She was a, but it yeah. was, it was that number. She kept mentioning that mm -hmm. number, 393. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I woke up one day and I said, I got it. And we will meet like at ungodly hours, like at 4 a.m., wow. 5 a.m. Because, you know, she was shooting. Mm -hmm. And so I said, let's use the number. Mm. And I said, that number was a negative. So it was negative. It's, it's what held you back. But now let's turn it and use it into a positive and put a, let's just put commas through that number on your board, on your visibility board or what's vision it called? Board. Uh, vision board. Right. 
and just put it, make it, turn it into dollar signs. And she was like, oh, yes. So it's that secret sauce that comes in the moment. And that's what makes each thing has a, a thing, the it factor to the pitch. Yes. But that premise is undeniable when you start it. If you start there, it's undeniable. You're going to be passionate about the story you tell. Yes, yes, yes. Love it. So I know we you had a, a free gift for Blazer Nation. Tell us about the free uh, gift. Yes, yes, yes. So actually I have two that I'm going to give your audience. If I'm giving away two free chapters of my book, Love it. 100 pitches, mistakes I've made so you don't have to. And you can go to my website, subscribe. There's a form there that says, yeah, I want my two free chapters. And you'll get the book delivered to your email. Um, What's the web address? Thepitch101.com. Thepitch, P-I-T-C-H, 101.com. Nice. The other freebie I'm going to give, but you have to say, I listened to... The Trailblazers podcast. <laughs> you have to go on my website, thepitch101.com, and just contact me and say, hey, I was on there listening, and you said that you would give this freebie out. But because I want to help everyone, I'm giving away a free teleseminar. It's about 60 to 70 minutes or so, and it's how do I know I'm ready to pitch? Love it. Love it. Love it. Yay. Love it. Love it. Love it. So, we're about to wrap up here. Last question. I want you okay. to share one action our Blazer Nation should commit to taking this week to help them blaze their trail. Mm. So I like to say in this game of pitching, the idea is always that we have to be become visible, mm-hmm. right? To get in front of the people that we want. And so this week for me has been about visibility. And so I say, Today, take an action to like dominate getting in front of the people you want, whether it's putting out content that makes sense to the person that you want. If it's a network, if it's Damon John on Shark Tank or whoever it is that you're going to you want to pitch, put out content that and at them or be bold enough to at them or to include them on it or to tag them in it. Mm -hmm. And so that. Now people can, so you can get noticed so that when you do come and say, Hey, I got this pitch, they're already like, you've already been planting the seed, you know? And so get visible. It would be the action that I would suggest everybody takes. Just be bold and just be like, forget it. I'm going to do it. Hit it. Click it. Take action. Whatever. That's right. Yeah. Take action. That's right. That's right. Squeaky, really appreciate all this wisdom. Love your nuggets, your mission fuel. I am fired up. I'm ready to pitch at 10 p.m. on a Thursday night. (laughs) (laughs) Trailblazers grind continues, people. (laughs) But thank you so much. I really, really appreciate having you on. Thanks for having me. Well, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Trailblazers podcast. I'll be posting links to all of today's book recommendations and links mentioned on our show notes page at tdpod.com. If today was your first time listening to the Trailblazers podcast, I just want to extend a warm Trailblazers welcome to you. We're so happy to have you here and we encourage you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. 
go ahead and browse through some of our past episodes to keep the knowledge flowing. If you're a fan of the podcast and today's content, and you're maybe already subscribed to the podcast, please continue to share and invite your friends, your family, your colleagues to listen to an episode that you think might impact them most. We believe that someone listening to these inspiring stories will be moved to make significant changes that will have generational impact for many others, both now and well into the future. Don't miss next week's episode. New episodes are released each and every Monday by about 5 a.m. Eastern. Trailblazers, jump off this podcast today. Go find a way to rise above, go way beyond, and keep blazing your trail. Cheers. Cheers.